Welcome to the Lions Super Bowl staff betting show. I'm Eli Erskovich with Mo Noir. You can follow us on X at the Lions US. We're going to be breaking down our favorite bets from all of our staff members over at thelines.com. Remember to read all of our written content throughout the week over at the Lines. And remember, if you also want to tail or fade our bets, you can use BetMGM promo code the Lions one word to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. And for terms and conditions, head over to thelines.com or BetMGM Sportsbook. Mo, let's start off with 49ers and Chiefs point spread and total rematch of Super Bowl 54. Currently, as of this recording, San Francisco around a two-point favorite with the Chiefs right around plus 110 on the money line. Where are you looking for this or one of these two markets? It's tough, right? Um, Because you just have like a Chiefs team that has been significantly worse, I would say, than the Niners for most of the season. I mean, I said that the Niners were in a tier by themselves for the middle to later half of the season. And I thought they should probably be minus three against anybody on a neutral field. And the market agreed, making them minus six, I think, against the Ravens, which is probably the consensus number two team at that time. Obviously, we know how that went. But even still, like pretty big sample of the Niners being one of the best teams, if not the best by a fair margin. And then you have a Chiefs team that my eyes are telling me is better than the 49ers right now and is beating better teams than the 49ers are playing on the road while they're squeaking by at home. Like the Bills and the Ravens would be favored over the Lions and the Packers, I think, right? So, I mean, obviously the Bills were a bit injured, so it's weird in that one, but these wins weren't based on like variance or anything either. Like the Chiefs came in and outplayed them in both of these games on the road. So, on the other hand, you know, your eyes can trick you and the sample is small. So, maybe the 49ers play better. Maybe the Chiefs revert to what they were for most of the season. I don't really expect that. So, if I was betting a major market in this game. I would probably take the Chiefs. That being said, I think the line's pretty fair, and it feels like a coin flip. It probably is a coin flip. So um, I'm guessing we're going to see an exciting and good game, and I probably won't have a wager on the side or the total. But just mostly a coaching staff thing, honestly, breaking the tie here for me. Just a coaching staff that I trust in a big spot versus a coaching staff that I kind of don't. Um, we've seen Kyle Shanahan not do the best work in, in these in-game scenarios. And, and Andy Reid is famously the best when it comes to prep spots. And obviously Steve Spagnuolo has been maybe the best coach of the entire playoffs. So uh, yeah, it's going to be, I'm excited for the chiefs, but I'm also thinking, you know, it is a flip and I'm fully ready for a potential loss. <laughs> yeah, you as a Chiefs fan from that angle. Spags against Brock Purdy, too. Good luck to Purdy, and we'll break down Mahomes, Purdy, passing props, all of those markets, and much more later on in the show. But for more on or for a bet on Chiefs and 49ers spread money line, let's swing it over to Nate Weitzer for his thoughts. As far as game props go, I mean, I'm keeping this simple. Chiefs to win. I just, as, as much of a confidence vote in Mahomes, it's a confidence vote in their defense relative to how Brock Purdy and this 49ers offense has been playing. 
I think the Chiefs might have the best cornerback combination in the league, and they have a very savvy veteran defensive coordinator in Spags who's already won a couple Super Bowls and is going to have a, a great game plan to to confuse Purdy a little bit. Uh, but player props-wise, I think you can target Mahomes rushing. I mean, we, we've seen that his receivers have not been necessarily up to par, but that he has an incredible ability to extend plays and produce yardage when, when the play breaks down. He has six rushing attempts in each of his last two, has not gotten the yardage, but I think four and a half rushing attempts, you can go over there, and you can go over 24 and a half yards, which he's done in all three Super Bowl appearances, You know, clearing it relatively easily. This, this San Francisco edge rush, uh, a little bit vulnerable when you do get around the corner um, because they are so aggressive. Those ends, Bosa and Young, might leave some, might lose contain at times and let Mahomes get around the corner. So that's what I'm thinking. Chiefs to win and then player props, Mahomes 25 yards or five carries either way. So it sounds like Nate Weitzer is back in the Chiefs, your Kansas City Chiefs Mo to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes potentially winning another Super Bowl MVP. It would be his third, and we'll touch on that market specifically later on in the line Super Bowl staff betting show. But over to the total, which is sitting right around 47.5, pretty much market-wide consensus price. There are some 48s, though, starting to pop, and that's the angle I was looking at last week on our edition of Beat the Closing Number, which you can get our analysis, more of our analysis on the spread, total, and many other markets. One more that we're going to discuss later on in this show. I'm looking at the under, Mo, for the Super Bowl. 49ers, A, rank dead last in situational pace. So neutral pace. San Francisco typically tries to wind down the game clock and play clock. And Kansas City also ranks below league average. I'm also expecting some red zone regression from the Chiefs. It wouldn't be a Lions betting show if I didn't say the word regression. So I think Mahomes... And this Chiefs offense, after scoring touchdowns on four of their last six red zone possessions, are going to take a step back. I also see, you mentioned in our last segment, two-game variance with the 49ers defense and some of their issues over the last couple games. I think it's been made a little bit too much of San Francisco's defensive issues, and I think they play more up to par with their strengths on that side of the ball that we saw in the regular season, and even against one of the best quarterbacks of all time in a rematch of Super Bowl 54. But your thoughts quickly here on the total, whether you're going over or under or just staying away. Yeah, just staying away. It's really an interesting market for sure. Because on the one hand, like you have, you have two offenses, like you have Kyle Shanahan on one side and Patrick Mahomes on the other two highly trustworthy offenses in general, even if the chiefs have struggled at times this year playing indoors, it's you're inclined to think the over is the play when it's a number South of 50, I think. But I just, I do kind of think both teams are going to be able to keep the clock churning with successful running plays. You look at both defenses and you just have, uh, two rushing defenses that have all red numbers in our uh, red handicapping uh, our handicapping cheat sheet here. So, you know, pretty much no matter which metric you look at, these rushing defenses do struggle. I know I've said the Chiefs have been much better than that in the playoffs in general in the past few years, but if both teams can get first downs on the ground, I think they'll be happy to. I know the Chiefs have been looking to pass the ball a lot, but... This 49ers pass defense 
can be pretty strong in the middle of the field where they do a lot of good work and and you saw that the Chiefs were definitely looking to run the ball, even against the Ravens when it wasn't really working that great. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of running, and we could see the clock churning here. Yeah, and just going back to that Baltimore game and really Kansas City throughout the playoffs, we've seen much more of an emphasis on the ground game, which has propelled really Kansas City to evolve offensively and see their numbers regress positively in that regard. But for more on some team total bets, which you can find in the Lions Discord channel, link is over at thelines.com in the top right-hand corner. Here's Steven Andrus with a couple of picks. As a 49ers fan, it pains me to say this, but my most confident bets in Super Bowl 58 revolve around the Chiefs scoring points on the 49ers defense. Something is wrong with the Niners defense. If you look at their EPA and success rate from the wild card round against the Green Bay Packers, They would have ranked bottom five comparing it to what the metrics were across the regular season. If you look at their defensive performance against the Detroit Lions by EPA and success rate, it would have ranked dead last compared to those numbers across the regular season. This is not the same 49ers defense, and now they have to face Patrick Mahomes. And I'm more inclined to think Mahomes is going to move the ball in this game like he did in the first couple of playoff games Kansas City had. So I like Chiefs team total over 23 and a half. And there's a couple books out there with both teams to score 20 points at around minus 110. For more from Steven, you could hear him on the couple of megapods that we have on the Lions YouTube channel and also Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Steven, Matt Brown, and Adam Candy bringing to you all the best NFL and Super Bowl bets throughout the season. And Steven has a multitude of picks and then some for this game between the 49ers and Chiefs. But Mo, let's head over to another market looking at some quarterback props. Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. You look at Mahomes' efficiency against zone coverage, which the 49ers tend to lean on under Steve Wilkes. Mahomes' net yards per pass attempt is more than a full yard greater against zone than man. And I was hoping as a Baltimore futures ticket holder that the Ravens would be able to limit hidden. They did after the fourth quarter and onward up until that MVS game ceiling catch. But still throughout the playoffs, throughout the season, Mahomes has been super efficient against zone defenses. We'll see if that comes to fruition in this Super Bowl. How are you looking at both quarterbacks and props? whatnot? Yeah, it, it, and even like you think about the the drives they did put together for touchdowns. I mean, some incredible plays in there. That obviously touchdown to Kelsey was extremely well covered by Kyle Hamilton. So um, I think it's obvious man is the way. So it's it'll be interesting to see what the 49ers do, you know, because they do have to break away from their normal defense if they want to do that. And obviously you do have some extra time to prepare, which helps them. But also it's it's always weird when you're going away from your normal stuff. Um, as far as quarterback props go, I'll definitely say Patrick Mahomes' passing yards is right where I thought it was going to be. Purdy's is a bit low, but also like it's the Chiefs. Um, I mean, it's 30 yards down from where it was in the last game. So I think it's probably pretty fair, but one that definitely caught my eye and is getting hammered. My buddy texted it to me earlier this week and he, I guess, got a good number. And I definitely saw the number he got, which was across the board, was Purdy, yes, interception, minus 105. Uh, now we're looking at closer to minus 120 at most sports books. I think that's right. I was definitely looking at this prop for some time when I was considering my props when we did our show last week. Um, and 
Obviously, we've seen Purdy throw the ball into harm's way multiple times, multiple games. The variance gods always seem to be behind him, dating back to last season. But you have to believe at some point he's going to throw a couple of interceptable balls in this game, especially with how much the Chiefs blitz. So if he does find himself under pressure, especially in a negative game script, I do think, yes, interception should be favored. Um, minus 105 didn't seem right to me. If you dig around a bit, I think you can still find a minus 110 out there. Um, so just look around for these props and, and see what prices you can find. But once it starts getting up to minus 120, minus 125, I, I don't know if there's any value left. Hopefully, for his sake, he doesn't throw the ball into triple coverage like Lamar Jackson did in the AFC Championship game. But now we'll swing it over to Giovanni Shorter, the Lions news editor, and covering all the sports betting, the latest in sports betting over at thelines.com. He has a bet on Patrick Mahomes' passing yards prop. Here's why I'm taking Patrick Mahomes to throw for under 260.5 passing yards in the Super Bowl. As a whole, Mahomes has not really thrown for massive yardage in the postseason. Against the Dolphins in the wildcard round was the only game where he threw for more than 260 yards, with 262 on the night. Against the Bills in the divisional round, Mahomes threw for just 215 yards. And against the Ravens in the AFC Championship, he threw for 241 passing yards. Mahomes only threw for 260 yards seven times during the regular season, with his total yardage down considerably this season, his lowest since 2019, a year where he missed two games due to a knee injury. I think the current Chiefs offense is perfect for the betting the under. Also, looking at the 49ers on the other end, their defense held Jordan Love and the Packers to just 194 passing yards after Love threw for 272 passing yards against the Cowboys the week before. Now against the Lions, Jaron Goff did manage to throw for 273 passing yards, but I'm looking at that more of an outlier performance from the 49ers defense and still smashing the under on Patrick Mahomes. Mo, you've heard it ad nauseum from me as I've been kind of anti-Chiefs as, for as long as we've worked together. For kind it. of? Yeah, pretty pretty anti-Chiefs. And last week's bet for me had nothing to do with me just betting with my heart and trying to get you to cry about Kansas City. Finally struggling at an AFC championship game and it be Mahomes' first ever AFC title game on the road. But I digress. Let's take a look at some Chiefs receiving yards props. And you already have a bet in, which our listeners and viewers can find in the Lions Discord channel at thelines.com on Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who we touched on earlier, had the game-sealing catch in that AFC championship game. You're looking at his receiving yards props. So which way are you going here? I like the over on MVS. I'm buying a little bit high, one would think, maybe. But then you look at the number, and it's still quite low. Um, was 18.5 last week. Looks like the market is with me. It is up to 19.5 pretty much across the board. Some spots juiced pretty heavy to the over, so almost leaning to 20.5 at some sports books. Uh, I'm not going to get scared off by that just yet. I think it's still fine to bet, but basically just a wager on the way the Chiefs want to attack this 49ers defense. They do have, I, I think I've said it all year, the weak point is the non-Charvarius Ward DBs, I believe. So attacking these corners, I think, down the field is 
the way to go, and it's the way the Chiefs went last year when they played the 49ers. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, 124 yards. MVS, 111 yards on just three catches. So he was definitely attacking deep, and I I think they're going to try to do that again. But like I said, we will see what happens here because it's anybody's guess how the 49ers end up playing this because if they try to switch it up and, and do something different, we might see different sorts of coverages. Obviously, it didn't work last year what they did, right? The Chiefs scored 40-something points and, and boat raced the Niners on the road. So I could definitely see a major adjustment happening here, but the number is still so low that like one catch might do it. Two almost definitely would. So I I do like this over. I do think... MVS is getting a decent chunk of the wide receiver targets at this point. I know he was very, very quiet for most of the season with his most high-profile play being a flubbed drop against the Eagles, but uh, he does seem to be picking up some steam and having a decent rapport with Mahomes in recent weeks. Yeah, anybody that had a bet on Kansas City against Philly on that Monday Night Football game, probably not super happy to hear that and reminisce about it. But Sorry, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you think about buying low and MVS had a pretty good AFC title game overall. So, but the number is certainly a buy low opportunity on his receiving yards prop, especially with two weeks to prep the, everybody knows the same with Andy Reed on more than a standard week to prep in a game. You would expect him to come out super creative and MVS should have his fair share of opportunities against a vulnerable 49er secondary, especially in the playoffs. But Looking at one of the more high-profile receivers on Kansas City's team, Rasheed Rice, Jeffrey Schreiber has a prop bet for him. Wide receiver Rasheed Rice will score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and here's why. For starters, the 49ers' defense as a whole has allowed at least one touchdown to a wide receiver in every one of their last eight games. Now, here's something super interesting when breaking down this specific matchup for Rice against the 49ers. San Francisco has been particularly vulnerable to allowing touchdowns to wide receivers running out of the slot this season. During the regular season, the 49ers allowed a 7.2% touchdown rate on targets to slot receivers, which was 28th in the league. Wideouts have scored nine touchdowns from the slot against San Francisco this season. When it comes to slot snaps for Chiefs wide receivers, Rice played the most snaps among all Chiefs pass catchers this year. We know Patrick Mahomes loves looking his rookie's way down inside scoring position as Rice led all Chiefs wide receivers in touchdowns this year with seven. Smash that button on Rice to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Let's dig into some 49ers receiving yards props and touching on how the Chiefs have fared against number one options, especially at the wideout spot. Stephon Diggs going back to his two matchups against the Chiefs, one in the playoffs, one in Buffalo's win over Kansas City with the infamous Kadarius Tony offsides penalty. Stephon Diggs, three catches for 21 yards, four for 24. Justin Jefferson, three for 28. DJ Moore from the Bears, three for 41. Jamar Chase, three for 41. Granted, Joe Burrow didn't play in that game. Tyreek Hill, a max eight for 62. Devontae Adams, five for 73. You get the gist. And then fringe wide receiver number ones have put up over 100 yards and then some. Josh Palmer, five for 133, Zay Flowers, 5 for 115. Christian Kirk, double-digit receptions, 11 for 110. 
If you had to bet Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk over under receiving yards, which player and which way would you be looking? This one's really interesting because of what you said, partially, and because of the way the Chiefs play defense, which is pretty heavy dose of man. Ayuk has been their best man beater. But at the same time, yeah, the Chiefs have really put these WR1s in a box. And I would still lean towards Debo having a bigger game. I just think the way the Chiefs... Like, the way the Chiefs play is... It's more so, honestly, the way the 49ers play. Like, his numbers are bad against man, kind of. But it's also, like, they're not going to throw him down the field routes the way, you know, these numbers are reflecting, the way most of these wide receivers play, right? Like, Debo plays a different game than these guys. Like, he has been running some routes down the field, but we know he's going to be involved in the screen game. We know he's going to be involved in shorter stuff. They're going to try to turn him into a runner and and challenge the Chiefs to tackle like like they do to everybody. And and the Chiefs can tackle. The tackling has been much better this year, honestly, than it's been in years past. But I still think think there's something to these Chiefs numbers against – Ayuk type receivers and I think that they're going to do a good job on Ayuk yeah and it's a good point too just going back to Debo two weeks to prep and a healthy Debo mentioned Andy Reid with more than a week of prep especially in a Super Bowl setting Kyle Shanahan even though you kind of shot him down a little bit in the beginning of this show two weeks to prep with a healthy Debo I think that'll certainly worth looking for Debo receiving yards rushing yards props Maybe something worth betting out there. And speaking of Brandon Ayuk, our guy Derek Wagner looking at his longest receiving yards prop. Unlike the NFC Championship game where I played Ayuk's over longest reception, I'm going to turn around and play his under longest reception of 24 and a half yards. Uh, against Detroit, the overcash, thanks to the catch that Ayuk had off Kendall Vildor's mask. Um, that said, the Lions and Chiefs secondaries are polar opposites of one another where the Lions allow a lot of explosive pass plays, and the Chiefs' secondary does not. They only allowed 39 explosive plays of 20 yards or more down the field this season, the fewest in the NFL. On the outside, Ayuk is going to be greeted by Legereus Sneed. Sneed allowed a passer rating of only 62.5 when he was targeted this year, good for fourth best in the NFL. Against the explosive Dolphins in week nine, the Chiefs ran a lot of zone coverage, which I expect them to do against the 49ers speedy receiving core. So let's play Ayuk's under longest longest reception of 24 and a half yards against a stout Chiefs secondary. Continuing on here, Mo, with the skill position players, running backs and tight ends, specifically honing in on tailbacks for a minute. The 49ers defense, when you think about how They haven't really been able to slow down opposing backfields in the playoffs. Two game sample size, as we've touched on a bunch. But they've allowed 57 carries for 318 rushing yards. Good for 5.58 yards per tote. You go back to the NFC Championship game. David Montgomery averaging 6.2 yards per carry on 15 carries. And obviously Detroit fans, including our guy Zach Tilly, who you'll hear from in a minute, not super happy about how that game went down. But I would expect Kansas City to be able to hold Pacheco in check to an extent. Now Zach may have a little bit more of a counterpoint to that notion, but how about looking at tight ends? Everybody's talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey for good reason. 
But you may be looking at George Kittle here, trying to attack his receiving yards proper, something regarding Kittle, right? Yeah, I'm a bit interested in George Kittle over. It is an extremely low number. <laughs> I was shocked how low it was. Like, I thought this number was going to be mid-50s to 60 for sure, and I was pretty surprised to see a 46.5 now, and initially I think I saw 47.5. So even with the low number, somebody with market influence is hitting the under here. I know the Chiefs have been great against tight ends, but I also sometimes struggle to credit those numbers that much. I, I think the quality, the spread and the quality of tight ends in this league is like so wide that if you play a certain subset of tight ends, your numbers might skew one way or the other. Um, so I just wonder if maybe the Chiefs faced a lot of tight ends who don't do a lot of damage. And I, I just, this number is very low, I think, for. George Kittle, and I know the Chiefs have been great, but I think a lot of the greatness in their secondary has usually been limiting downfield stuff to opposing wide receivers. They are just great in the middle to deep areas of the field. So um, I, I think over might be in play here. I'm not sure I'm going to bet it, but the number is quite low here for a very, very good player. He's going to be out for revenge after that. Brutal Super Bowl 54 loss. I know Steven Andres is, was certainly upset about that result as a diehard 49ers fan. You guys kind of going head-to-head this week. Really quickly, Mo, best tight end in the NFL, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, or Mark Andrews, who saved somebody's life over the weekend? I got to go George Kittle, I think. I, I think he was maybe as good as Kelsey a couple years ago. It was close for sure. Um, at this point, I think it's definitely Kittle, but yeah, kudos to Mark Andrews for his good work off the field in, in multiple facets of life. Yeah, just an FYI, Mo is a Ravens hater and a Mark Andrews hater for life for any Ravens fans or futures betters like myself watching the show and lamenting over the result of the AFC title game. But Without further ado, let's swing it over to Zach Tilly, our social media director over at thelines.com for his take on Isaiah Pacheco's rushing yards overall in this game and Travis Kelsey. Here is a pair of player props to consider for Super Bowl 58. The idea here is centered around the fact that the Chiefs offense has really evolved into this three-headed monster with Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, and Rasheed Rice dominating touches and production. If we dive into the game leaders markets, Christian McCaffrey is minus 250 at DraftKings to have the most rushing yards in the game and is basically head-to-head -head with Pacheco, who sits at plus 170. The Niners' run defense has been gashed a little bit the last two weeks, with David Montgomery and Aaron Jones both exceeding the 90-yard mark. I think these odds for both players should be a little closer to even money. Look for Pacheco to pop off a couple chunk plays. Plus 170 sounds good to me. Next up is the most receptions market, and I think this number is even more mispriced. Travis Kelsey at plus 150? Yes, please. Regardless of how you project the game script, Kelsey is going to get his touches early and often. Rice may be a threat here at plus 195, but I feel like the Niners have more options in their passing game and will spread the ball around more than the Chiefs are willing to do. Give me the chalky play on most receptions. Travis Kelsey at plus 150. On to special teams, place kickers. 
two-point conversions, and the like. The 49ers no longer have Robbie Gould as their go-to kicker, especially in clutch situations, even going back to his Bears tenure. But how about Jake Moody of the 49ers? Mo, on last week's episode of Beat the Closing Number, you said Moody may be one of, if not the biggest liability for San Francisco in Super Bowl 58. So are you doubling down with that take? Yeah, I don't think Jake Moody is good. Um, And then I think when you see bad kickers like this in a big spot, I get even more concerned for them. As we saw with Anders Carlson, who may have played his way out of a job for the Packers. I didn't trust him all year. And sure enough, when the moment was the biggest, he blew it. Uh, So would not be surprised if Moody misses a big kick in this game. You can find all kinds of markets matching up the kickers over under stuff like that. I think the one thing to just always think about in these spots, which I don't have anything specific to say about these two kickers in this game, besides, I guess maybe a little bit about Shanahan, but you got to always think about what the coaches are going to do in certain spots of the field. How are they going to approach these situations? Will they go for two? You know, somebody like Dan Campbell is going to be more aggressive, go for more fourth downs, go for two. Andy Reid has been hit and miss in his career with these sorts of decisions. I would say he's generally on the more aggressive side the bigger the game is. We saw him go for fourth down against the 49ers in the Super Bowl last time. We saw him go for fourth and one or fourth and two, I can't recall which, against the Bengals in last year's AFC title game. These were like fairly early in the game, so... Um, Definitely big decisions that a lot of coaches wouldn't have the guts to go for. I think Shanahan is consistently too conservative on these decisions. So keep that in mind when you are handicapping these markets. Yeah, the number of two-point conversion attempts for San Francisco over the last two, three years is extremely low. So that's a really good nugget, especially when you're looking at special teams props. But on to our political guru, Evan Scrimshaw, for how he's betting Harrison Butker's PAT prop. Harrison Butker, over two and a half PATs converted, is my best bet for the Super Bowl this year. Butker, over two and a half, is plus money. You can currently get it at plus 110 in most places in market, which is a significant value over the Chiefs to score two or more touchdowns, which is minus 130 in most places. You're getting 40 cents of value for what are fundamentally the same bets. Yes, in theory, the Chiefs could score three touchdowns and Butker could maybe miss one or they could go for two. But in all likelihood, if the Chiefs score three touchdowns, Butker will convert three PATs. We bet this in the Super Bowl last year. It was profitable last year, but the Chiefs are pretty likely to score three touchdowns. They're the San Francisco defense, for all their reputation, were 16th in, DVO, or in defensive EPA uh, after their bye week. The Chiefs' offense has been better by success rate, uh, four points better by success rate than they were in the regular season. And if Butker, Butker is one of the best kickers in the league. If the Chiefs score three touchdowns, they're going to convert three PATs. You're getting 40 cents of value on their touchdown prop. Harrison Butker, over two and a half PATs converted, is my best bet for the Super Bowl. Last week on Beat the Closing Number, we had longtime Vegas odds maker Chuck Esposito on with Mo and I breaking down some props involving Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, one including the receptions for Kelsey, I think over 10 receptions, considering it was juxtaposed with 
Taylor Swift's number of platinum albums, with, uh, which I think sits at 10. So if you want to look into more games involving free games, for that matter, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, even National Anthem and Halftime Performance with Usher, you can head over to play.thelines.com for your chance to win Amazon gift cards. Remember, those contests are free, and we have many more props available. And for that matter, you can't really get down much at some of these sports books, so you may as well bet nothing and have a chance to win a free gift card. But, Mo, if you had to go over 10-plus receptions for Kelsey in the big game or under that number, just juxtaposed with Taylor Swift Platinum Albums, what would you go with? I got to go under. I mean, isn't under a big favorite? I feel like 10 is a lot, man. I mean, I think the Niners are going to make the Chiefs spread it around a bit. And that's what they've been wanting to do all year and, and all last season, really. So, um, yeah, definitely give this Taylor Swift bingo a look, though. They came up with some creative stuff in here. And going back to going back to Kelsey for a second, his reception yards and catches for that matter, not just looking at a, a prop as high as 10 plus, and it was correlated with Swift, obviously, but do you think these numbers are somewhat inflated? We mentioned that with MVS and an underinflated receiving yards prop at 18 and a half. How about the other way around with Kelsey? I, I thought the Kelsey numbers have got to about where they should be. Um, most of the the numbers early in the playoffs were kind of too reflective of his poor regular season, I think. And obviously the Chiefs have turned it up a notch. He's turned it up a notch since the Miami game anyway, when he embarrassed himself with multiple drops in the first half. Um, so I, I would say they're caught up, and I definitely don't see any value on any overs. If anything, I'd be looking under on Kelsey. Uh, that's just how I, I feel at this point. I, I'm with you that the market has has moved uh, enough to where I'm only looking at under. This is an interesting market over with our friends at BetMGM. More receiving yards. Travis Kelsey is minus 250, which goes back to the point that the market is going to drive up or already has driven up Kelsey's receiving yards prop and probably will continue to, to most point as the week goes along. George Kittle in that market, plus 175. And you already touched on how you like Kittle in this matchup. Even though Laporta, Sam Laporta, the Lions tight end, had a big game over the middle of the field against a pretty good 49ers defense in regards to their ability to cover with those linebackers, Fred Warner, at an elite level over the middle of the field. But Kittle's probably worth a look at plus 175, right? I would say so, yeah. Uh, I definitely looked at that one when I was looking over Super Bowl props, and and I I think it might have some value. Uh, Like I said, just these matchup markets... Two, I think you generally want to have a lean on on both sides to bet it. So that's a good way to to bet some spots where you're like a little bit unsure on the actual like prop number, receptions, yards, whatever it may be. But you do have a lean on both sides. Then just meet in the middle and, and make a bet on the head to head if you can find something. You're going to have to dig around a bit because different sports books are going to match up different players on the head to head stuff. And just to add on to that. It's not like you have to bet it. I know everybody wants to have some action on the spread or total or money line. You want to pick the winner of the game. You want to pick where the game goes, whether it's over or under the full game total. And I'm granted, I'm betting the under, but you could, if you can get a certain amount down as much as you want down on a player prop, for instance, or a market like that, Kelsey versus Kittle, instead of betting the spread or total, you can go that route too, right? You don't just have to bet the major markets. 
Yeah, or I mean, there's all kinds of ways to do it, right? I mean, you can get in a squares pool. You can you can bring a prop sheet for all your buddies and and pitch in however much you want to play for and see who can who can hit the most correct. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to have fun uh, betting on the Super Bowl, and uh, you definitely don't have to force anything. I mean, especially you take enough time looking over all the markets that are being offered, you're probably going to find something you like. And if you lose any bets this weekend, you can Venmo, Mo, I think it's at Mo-Noir. I'm just kidding. That's an inside joke for anybody that watches Beat the Closing Number. But now let's head over to Steven Andrus, who came on earlier in the show, to get his perspective on whether Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift after the Super Bowl. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift on the field after Super Bowl 58? Believe it or not, you can bet at this at sportsbooks, at least in Canada, where FanDuel in Ontario is offering odds on this. It opened plus 190 that he will and minus 250 that he won't. That implies a little more than 70% probability that he will not do this on the field. And to which the betters in Ontario hammered the no. And now we're at minus 2200 that he will not do this. Max $100 bets. But now we're up to an implied probability of about 96% that Travis Kelsey will not propose to Taylor Swift on the field after the game. The Super Bowl brings out the craziest bets. Now let's dig into the last major market to discuss on the Lions Super Bowl staff betting show. Super Bowl MVP, the last non-quarterback to win it was Cooper Cup going back to a couple of years ago with the Rams. And keep in mind, over at BetMGM, you can live bet who's going to win the big game MVP. And that's somewhat new in terms of the live betting markets at BetMGM and the like at other books. But the last defensive player, Mo, to win Super Bowl MVP, you got to go back to Von Miller from Broncos and Panthers about a decade ago. He closed at 25 to 1. Keep in mind, the game total was 45, closed at that number at least, 44 and a half, 45. Game total for 49ers Chiefs, as we've been touching on ad nauseum on this show, 47 and a half. I could see it closing closer to 48. But you look back at last year, just for comparison's sake, total for that Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl closed right around 54. And you had a defensive player in Brandon Graham go off at about 60, 70 to 1 to win Super Bowl MVP. Now it's some books and Nick Bosa, other shops have him in the 45 to one range, but most books have him in the hundred to one range. I think MGM has him at 70 to one to win Super Bowl MVP. And this total is a touchdown lower than what we saw last year. So to me, I would say if you're going to take a shot, especially in a game that could feature an interception, maybe you're looking at a Chiefs cornerback like Snead or McDuffie if Purdy gets picked off like we hit on earlier in the show. But I just think with a lower total, or at least comparably speaking to last year's Super Bowl, more likely, not extremely likely, but more likely we see a defensive player a long shot win Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I, I like the way you're thinking. Um, I, I would approach this the same way. I, I don't see much value in the top offensive players in these markets. Um I think people in the market generally underestimate how crazy, how much craziness one game sample size can cause. Like you got guys like, you know, random off ball linebacker, Malcolm Smith winning MVP, stuff like that. I I mean, 
I, I don't know. I, I just don't I, I don't like betting on Mahomes plus one thirty five or whatever. I though I will say I, I like it better on the 49ers side. It's hard to imagine Mahomes not winning if the Chiefs win. I've watched Patrick Mahomes arguably not be a top three chief on the field and win Super Bowl MVP. So uh I think if he won that one against the Niners, then it's it's gonna be hard for them not to give it to him. So um I, I don't know. I, I just if you're if you're liking the Niners side at all or you want any kind of long shot, I, I would just look to a 49ers player, maybe a defender or something like that. I, I like those longer odd play in a spot like this. Yeah, not to continue to harp on Bosa, but don't you think and the odds reflect this notion that he's probably the best target if you're looking at a 49ers defensive player just because of how vulnerable that Chiefs offensive line at the tackle spots is. Yeah, he has like a premium matchup against two subpar tackles, I would say. So uh, I, I do like that look for sure. I mean, it's sometimes easier for somebody like Fred Warner or Charvarius Ward even maybe to get like a splash play because they're out in coverage get an interception, whatever it may be. But Bosa has a great matchup. You couldn't rule out, a, I mean, it's crazy to say a Von Miller type performance, obviously against Patrick Mahomes, who's like the best in the world, best ever pretty much at avoiding sacks. So it's hard to imagine that, but maybe a couple key sacks is all he needs in a game where, you know, maybe the 49ers are running the ball. Maybe they don't score that many points. Something like a 24-17 final or something like that. Bosa has a couple sacks. It could happen. Now, devil's advocate to that point would be if there is a pick six or a huge defensive interception that shifts the game, you look back and he had a couple touchdowns between the Bucks and the Raiders. Rich Gannon leading the Raiders to the Super Bowl back in 2002, but... Tampa Bay, Brad Johnson winning that one, and Dexter Jackson, the safety winning Super Bowl MVP, one of two safeties to ever win the award in the big game, and one of three defensive backs to ever win Super Bowl MVP, two interceptions, and again, some incredible game-changing plays, despite the fact that that one was a blowout. So if you were to look defensive backs on the 49ers side, Charvarius Ward, right? Yeah, I think Ward is definitely, I think Ward is more of a man coverage guy is the only thing. So, I mean, like, he's going to be usually in man coverage, even if they're playing some zones. Like, he's going to be sticking to receivers in some spots. I kind of like the linebackers a bit. I mean, we've seen Mahomes make some mistakes in this spot previously. He did throw a pretty bad pick last time right to Dre Greenlaw's chest. Last time these two teams played, so uh, those guys have a shot. Especially, I don't know. I wonder if there's ever a situation where like Fred Warner is manning up on Travis Kelsey a bunch. Kelsey ends up with like three catches and 28 yards or something, you know. And and, and again, the 49ers win a low-scoring game where no offensive player really covers themselves in glory or whatever. Does that ever move the needle? I don't know. I think it's going to be hard, but at really long prices it might be worth a look. I actually really like that angle, and I'm probably going to bet it. You can find that in the Discord channel. Link is over at thelines.com, top right-hand corner for Mo, my bets, and everybody else over at thelines.com. There are plenty more, not just the ones here on this show. I mean, you shut down 
the guy who's dating the pop star that's going to be shown a bunch, right? So Kelsey Swift, especially if Kelsey has a bad game, Swift and looking for her reactions are going to be on CBS, not just from the positive side of things. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like, man, what year? 2015 NBA Finals or whatever when like Andre Iguodala was a big MVP candidate. So was Steph Curry. And that was like a really close vote. And, you know, Iggy spent the whole time doing his best to lock up LeBron James. And like, did he shut him down? Of course not, you know, but everyone knew that the only reason really they won the series was because Andre Iguodala was doing amazing work on LeBron. Right. So, um, if something like that happens here, I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility. All right, pizza money collab bet, as they would say on X, on Fred Warner to win Super Bowl MVP. And those odds right now, as of this recording, are going off at 200 to 1 over at BetMGM Sportsbook. But now we turn it to Golf Guru over at thelines.com, John Hasselbauer, for his perspective on which player he's targeting as a non quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP. Let's talk about my favorite prop for the Super Bowl this year Super Bowl MVP. When we look at the board this this year, we'll see Patrick Mahomes is your favorite to win in this market at plus 125, which is interesting in a year where the Chiefs come in at two and a half point dogs. Uh, typically in the Super Bowl MVP market, you're looking for um, the, the quarterback on the favorite team to be the odds on favorite. This year, that's Brock Purdy, known game manager um, at plus 225. For me, I'm going to skip both quarterbacks when I bet this market and go straight to Christian McCaffrey. A running back has not won MVP in the Super Bowl since 1998, Terrell Davis, who, lo and behold, was teammates of Ed McCaffrey. So I see a lot of full circle moments for the McCaffrey family, having two McCaffreys involved in the last two, uh, over the last 30 years, instances where uh, a running back won Super Bowl MVP. If you don't want to bet McCaffrey at plus 475 like me, you can also hedge a little bit and bet on uh, non-quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP at plus 200. So that does it, Mo. 12 staff bets. Lucky number 12 or something like that. That is the cliche. Probably not. How about that? A lot of wagers given out here on our Super Bowl 58 staff betting show. Not even including our bets. And final picks here between the two of us. I'm looking at... If you had to make me pick, Niners win the game 20 to 17. Game goes under because I'm betting the under. So I've given out a score that aligns with the total going under. And MVP, I'll say Brock Purdy just because I think if San Francisco wins the game, unless he has some horrible miscues, I would expect him to win the award. But I am seriously going to bet Fred Warner. Long shot MVP over at BetMGM 201. That was not a joke. That was not just a plug. You're and try to back you up with that. So you heard it here first. Game goes under and Fred Warner wins MVP. What about you? I'm going to say Chiefs and the under mostly because I trust you. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to roll with you on the under. Um, and That's compatibility. You're betting the under, or at least you're picking the under, and I'm picking the linebacker that you gave out. Yeah, and then, like I said, I have to pick Patrick Mahomes because I think he's almost invulnerable to what happens on the field at this point. I'll just never get over watching him throw those picks against the Niners and win MVP anyways. So I have to pick Patrick Mahomes, and if I was going to take a different Chief, it would 
probably be Rasheed Rice. He's a pretty long shot. Maybe if he got every touchdown, I don't know. It, it's hard to imagine this happening, but I don't know what else to say because the Patrick Mahomes just has all the equity with the Chiefs. Speaking of I don't know, since you just said it, literally, how many I don't know gyms from Tony Romo? Over, under 10? Seven and a half, and I'm going to hope that I hear under three and a half because I'm yelling too loud, and maybe we don't have the volume very high. (laughs) There's no shot it's under three and a half. I would max bet the over whale bet. Vegas blank style if you get my gist i would hammer the over if it was lined at three and a half i'm saying three and a half that i hear oh okay so it's going over and then it's going over seven and a half and it's going over 10 just because he has to say it he has to kind of like how referees like to slot themselves into big moments hopefully that doesn't happen in this year's super bowl tony romo likes to do the exact same thing now final final pick here on the line super bowl staff betting show I'm going to give you a number just off the top of my head. Over under 12 and a half Taylor Swift appearances on CBS during the big game. I say under. I, I say under. I think I think around 10 seems right. Okay. I like it. So there is a little bit of an edge to you with the Taylor Swift under. And remember that you could participate in our free Super Bowl contest over at play.thelines.com, not only with Taylor Swift, but halftime show and national anthem, all that good stuff. Play.thelines.com. If you want to tail or fade our bets, use BetMGM promo code thelines one word to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Remember that bonus bets are not equivalent to real money. And as always, terms and conditions apply. Play.thelines.com, thelines.com. Top right-hand corner for our Discord channel, free Discord channel, to have all of our bets lined up in the roll section. Just head over there to get notifications to your mobile device. So for Mo, you can follow him on X at Motowar2Ws. You can follow me at Eli Herskovich, and you can follow the lines at the Lines US on X. Thanks for watching and listening to the Lions Super Bowl staff betting show. So long, everybody, and good luck on your Chiefs 49ers bets.